Welcome into Against the Spread, a sports podcast for people that don't know what they're talking about. By people that don't know what they're talking about. On today's Against the Spread, we look back at last week. I know we've missed a couple weeks, but we're just going to look back at last week in college and the NFL. Going to preview this coming up week, give you our betting picks, do the ATS News Minute, take a couple listener questions for the first time in quite a while, and who knows what else we'll do. Let's get started. Against the Spread is brought to you by Friends, the TV show. It's the 25th anniversary of Friends, and what better way to begin cuffing season than by watching a TV show that gives unrealistic views of relationships and friendships. Watch Friends on Netflix, or literally any cable channel, between the hours of 4 and 6 p.m. Dylan, can you believe it's been 25 years, bud? Well, it's crazy to think that it's been 25 years since, you know, Friends has started. And, you know, especially within this group, I, you know, I think the majority of us love Friends so much that we can say one reference and we know exactly what episode it is, who said it, mm-hmm. what was going on, anything like that. So, I mean, I mean, I think it is really unrealistic in the way of how someone can live in New York City uh, I think- in a way, but... I think like, there's like, a bunch of unrealistic stuff about it. Like like Phoebe, for instance. Like As much as she is amazing, I mean, how does Homegirl survive in New York City with an apartment like that with not barely making any money? And she barely has a job most of the series. That's true. That's very true. But all, the, the main thing that I focus on, on what's so wrong with it, is... Let's not pretend for a second that Ross and Joey remain friends after they both sleep with Rachel. And also, Ross and Rachel probably don't remain friends. I've been in one of those relationships before where you're friends with everybody, and then when you break up, the friends split up too. So, completely unrealistic there, and in so in just so many ways. So, what it sounds like is, is Friends the Notre Dame of TV series? That just no, gives unrealistic. You just like smoking mirrors. That's true. Dylan has a point. People What's like that? friends. Yeah. Nobody likes Notre Dame. That's true. I mean, I think the only thing people like about Notre Dame is their helmets these days. I mean, I don't even like those. But I will say this: at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think it paints an unrealistic picture of friendship, really, because I mean, who doesn't want those close few people like that in your life? Yeah, everybody wants that, but I'm saying the way that things shook out, like with relationships and yes. stuff like that throughout the seasons, nobody nobody sticks together through that. This is my biggest pet peeve of the entire series. They well, never lock their door. That's so true, yeah. Mm. 
you're in New York City and yeah. you never lock your door. And that was that was in the nineties in like the height of crime and yeah. crime shows in New York City. So shout out to our New York listeners. <laughs> so do you think out of us four, do you think there is one of us represents the friends? Like you know what I'm saying? Oh, I've been told by a million people that I'm Chandler. Yeah. All right. I can see that. Oh, you, you got that. you've been you one of them, Dylan. Of <laughs> you've been uh, you've been one of the people who have accused or told me that, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not. I mean, I probably yeah. I mean, I won't deny that. Yeah. See, I think I, I think I'm a combination of a lot of them. I think that's how most people are. Is that that's what made the show so successful? Is a lot of people saw so much of themselves mixed throughout so many of the characters. See, um, I'm weird like Phoebe. Right. I eat like Joey. That's so true. I can be annoying like Monica. I I I think annoying is the wrong word to use there. I think the word you're using is perfectionist like Monica. Okay, yeah. I feel like I can have my funny moments. Like, have my, my, you know, my zingers. But I don't know if that's more Chandler or Ross. Uh, Your zingers are more like Ross. That's what I'm thinking, too. (laughs) Hot seat. TV today. It's nowhere near what it was. trash. Yeah, it's nowhere near what it was in the 90s. Well, it's all reality TV. Yeah. There's no original ideas. And even even cartoons back then were so far above and beyond what the yeah. kids have today. Speaking of the 90s, you know what's coming back? What's that? Those high-waisted, loose mom jeans. Those are making a comeback, and I absolutely hate it. Because, See, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're making, they're making a real comeback. You, you know what's not coming back? What's that? Michigan football. Michigan gets absolutely dismantled in every single way by Wisconsin this past weekend. Guys, your thoughts on Harbaugh and whether Michigan needs to move on, and also whether you think Wisconsin is a contender for the playoff this year. I liked Wisconsin in that game. I picked Wisconsin in that game. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like a 23-17 game, 23-20, something like that. I did not think it was going to be the beating that it was. Man, Michigan's bad. I mean, they lost a lot of star players on defense last year, but Shea Patterson's trash. I mean, I feel pretty – yeah, he looked really bad. I think maybe we've got to the point where what we see from Michigan is what we're going to get from Harbaugh. It's quick to say get rid of him, and and I have a tendency to want to say that because I don't like Jim Harbaugh, but – I think if you're Michigan, like who who do you get to replace him? That's because there's thing. like I, I there's not that hot coach out there. I don't I don't get rid of Harbaugh, but you're gonna get the same thing every single year with yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah. Like you're gonna get this man. We're making the playoff this year, and then you go nine and three, yeah, ten and yeah. two, and and that's pretty much where you're well, gonna be weird, every he's year. He's a weird dude. Like yeah, I, really if I was a top recruit, I wouldn't want to play for him. No. He told one of the quarterbacks last year to not eat chicken because it was a nervous bird. It's a nervous animal. I'm a nervous yeah. animal, so don't eat me. He's weird in a way, like you said, it's negative because, like, 
I think if you look at like someone like Mike Leach, for instance, who oh is so off the wall and you don't know what's going to happen, he's he's a sort, a sort of weird that you want to be around. Yeah. With Harbaugh, no. I mean, the khakis alone just throw you off. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's a bad weird. What about Wisconsin? Is it to the point where it's because they played Michigan? Do you give them like, okay, they're going to be a contender now, or do you just say, oh, it's because they played Michigan, and you still have to see what they give you the rest of the season? Uh, they they have a very strong Michigan State 2015 vibe yeah. to me. Yeah. Like they're going to play really good defense. They're going to do some things good on offense, but then once you put them on the big stage, yeah. I, I like them as a contender to make the playoffs. I don't like them. As someone who can do something once they, they play get in. Ohio State in the regular season this year, so that'll, that'll be, tell you that'll, yeah, be, that'll their be the real test. Is that in Wisconsin? I think it's in Madison. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Yeah, and they're in the same division, right? Or no? No, no, no they're opposite, opposite divisions. Yes. Yeah, they Wisconsin got unlucky and pulled both Michigan and Ohio State this year, but so far they've escaped one rather handily. USC beats Utah 30-23 to with a third-string quarterback, and this game made me want to quit gambling on sports for the rest of my life. Utah was a four-point yep. favorite, and when what's-his-face went down and the third-stringer came in, I was like, man, this is a lot. Live bet double down. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. And I, not only did they not cover, they got beat. Does this game make you guys think Clay Helton might be safe at USC for at least this year? He may stumble his way into another year. Uh, yeah. I really think there's a chance that he could do that. So I don't think, first of all, Utah, pe- people had them in the playoffs. We talked about this when the year started. Mm-hmm. They were a trendy pick. And we, we didn't None understand of us it. bought into it, and we, <laughs> we didn't, didn't understand it. They were kind of the, they've been so far the disappointment that we thought they may be, but I, I really do think Clay Helton may screw around and get himself another year. Oh, yeah. I mean, a top 10 win, I mean, that's enough for most schools these days who have a mediocre to keep their coach around for another year. So I agree. I think he's got another year. Or at least the start of another year. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I like that better. I like starting another year. Now, he's got a gauntlet coming up. but Yeah, I think one more year because I think Urban Meyer will want one more year Mm -hmm. in the booth, and then he'll be ready. Yeah. Florida kills Tennessee 34-3. Does this coaching job by Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee make Butch Jones look like a better coach and help him secure a job sooner rather than later? Oh, every day. Every day. I think it could. I, I don't get why Tennessee is as bad as they are. Because yeah, we all thought that they had potential. Not like to do anything crazy this year, but no, I'll, to be I'll say this. decent. Garantano, he is it's trash. He he might be the worst quarterback in the SEC. There's a chance he's regressed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I just can't figure out what it is. What it's like. It's, it's like it's everything with them. That's true. Yeah, they they haven't gotten defense looks bad. Jeremy Pruitt's supposed to be this defensive gear, guru. Uh, nothing really looks good. And how do you recruit? How do you recruit there? How do you recruit a new coach? How do you recruit top talent? Because you got you got Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, Florida's a better job. Clemson, uh, Clemson's nearby. Ohio State's just north of you. A and M's a better place to go to. LSU. Some years Mississippi State. Yeah. In today, in today's world of football, it's better right now. 
I mean, I think a lot of it is, I mean, it'd be different if they were two and two instead of one and three. Like, I mean, their losses are to what, Georgia State, BYU, and Florida. Yeah. Florida, Florida, a respectable loss right now. Yeah, on the road. BYU BYU doesn't look terrible right now. BYU, even though they're not ranked or anything, it's not, I mean, if you look at it, it's not terrible. Because, I mean, they're, they beat USC. But the Georgia State, I mean, that just kind of no. I mean, there's just yeah. that. There's just no way of coming back from that. And if I'm Jeremy Pruitt, I mean, do you just take? The, do you just look at the rest of the season and you're thinking, my one win may be Chattanooga, and that's all I'm going to get this season. And what do I do? Do I go back and and then just get put another game plan together, or you know, I mean, there's not many options he has left this season. Yeah, and that's the risk you take with him being a first tom head coach too i mean he's never it's not like he's got this 10 years experience to say okay i've been in this situation before here and if you think about it even as an assistant where was he an assistant at he was assistant at alabama florida state when they were winning georgia when they were winning florida state when they were winning he's never been in the situation where program has not won and has been this bad so he doesn't even have as and an he's assistant always, he's always been brought in after it was already successful. Yes. Yeah. He never yeah. saw a program be built like a Kirby did. Yeah. Like Kirby saw it from step one. This is what we're going to do and saw that process. And he took and, it with him. And he took it with him. Yeah. LSU kills Vandy 66 to 38. I've said it once. I'm going to double down now. LSU is going to beat Alabama this year. I would agree with that statement if their defense has to look better to this point. Alabama's defense hasn't looked great, and they. This is going to be trash. the anti twenty eleven game of the century. This is, <laughs> this is this is the, this is college football making up for the non six game. This is going to be like fifty two forty. This is going to be like West Virginia and Oklahoma last year. Oh, I'm excited. It's, I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. Let's neither team, neither team can it. stop scoring. Let's, let's get to it. But I mean, wasn't the game actually somewhat close, like the first quarter or two, too? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really blow it out of the water until the second half. I, I think the first about three minutes were pretty close. Fandy did score first. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's I who's still, the OC at LSU? I forget his name. It's not Canada. Is it? No, it's not Canada. They got rid of him. I got look up stats. Our stat, our stats guys, looking at the LSU offensive coordinator now. I mean, I would say if we weren't in Tuscaloosa this year, I would be Steve Esminger. Esminger. a little bit more afraid. He'll be a head coach next year. Yeah, for sure. Or who's the analyst that they brought in? Because that's that's what everybody's attributing the real difference to. Who was that? Oh God, stats guy. Stats guys on this. Joe Brady. Yep, Joe Brady. Okay. Wow. All right. But, yeah, LSU is going to beat Alabama this year. I'm going to go ahead and tell you all. Auburn squeaks out a win against A&M 28-20 and made Kelamon look below average in this game. Do you guys think Auburn stands the chance against Alabama or LSU this year? No, they haven't played a team that's made Bo Nix have to throw to win the game. Well, he yeah. did week one. He had to throw to win the game. On the last drive. Yeah, that's what throwing to win the game is. Well, I mean, like, throughout the, throughout the game <laughs> yeah. to win the game, not just the last drive. I think he can put it together for a series or two at oh, times. Oh, man, he was the Heisman frontrunner after that game. Jeez, somebody. Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. I think I think they're an eight-win team this year, maybe nine. I think they'll lose to LSU. 
they'll lose to Georgia. I think they will lose to Alabama. I don't think that I'm not saying those games will be blowouts, but I think they'll lose. And then fingers on the trigger, Florida and Gainesville. Yeah, I like the Gators. I, I think that game is the toss-up of the year, but I, I agree with you. That's going to be the game that determines where those two teams go for their last last half of the year. Yeah. Auburn, Auburn's losing to Alabama and LSU. I agree with that. Georgia beats Notre Dame 23-17. to After this game, are you more impressed with Georgia or Notre Dame? I mean, I think you're – I think it was – well, one, I did finish the game. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with everyone. Like I was so tired from that day that I fell asleep during the third quarter. Doing your fire. So I know. So I can't tell you much about the fourth quarter. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I mean, I thought it was an okay game. It wasn't nothing spectacular or anything like that. I mean, Georgia looked okay, and I mean, it's Notre Dame. I mean, they looked okay too. I mean, I don't think anyone really stood out on how they played, honestly. I left more impressed with Notre Dame. I think because I already had a pretty good opinion of Georgia. I thought Georgia was going to win by like 17, 20 points maybe. And so for Notre Dame to come into Athens in that environment and to go toe-to-toe with them throughout the entire game, I left more impressed with Notre Dame. I agree, but the besides team, the person I was most impressed with was Jake Fromm. And it's unfortunate for him, his stats were incredible. Unfortunately for him, the offense and the system that they kind of play never really showcases just how good that guy is. To me, after watching that game, and stay with me with this comparison, he reminds me of Deshaun Watson, the pro-style version of when the lights are the brightest, that's when he's going to play his best. He's going to play great throughout the year, but it's those games that are prime time, Biggest opponents, that's when he's just going to go off. Yeah. And, again, pro pro Deshaun Watson, not really in the best system for him. Yeah. But he's making it work, and he's winning games. So. Yeah. After bedtime for me, the game of the night happened. Oh my gosh. UCLA and the Fighting Chip Kellys came into Pullman and beat Mike Leach's Washington State team by a score of 67-63. to 63. If you lose a game after scoring 63 points in regulation, you've got to start thinking about maybe, just maybe, getting some defense into your game plan somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I... Dylan, Dylan. That wasn't me. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. That wasn't me. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep. When it was 49-17, I called it a night, um, and then wished I hadn't. But, yeah, at some point you would think, maybe we should recruit a defensive player, too. Yeah, just maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, I Dylan, Dylan I know for a fact you didn't see a single second of that game because you passed out in the third quarter of Georgia-Notre Dame. Yeah, no, I didn't see none of it. I was, I was, when I woke up and saw the score, I was very sad that I did not see any of it because yeah. I Love to have watched that. All right, let's get to the NFL now. Daniel freaking Jones goes in and starts his career one and zero against the Bucks, winning thirty two to thirty one, and looked very very good in his debut. Bad for bad news for the Giants and Dylan. Saquon Barkley is likely out six to eight weeks after an ankle injury. Dylan, you had a trade offer for Saquon Barkley literally the week of. 
Are you having regrets about not taking that trade offer? I'm having a lot of regrets these days. <laughs> Dylan, you had a trade offer that included you receiving Cooper Cup, who dropped like 30 points this past week, for an Antonio Brown, who probably is only going to play one game this season. Yep. Thoughts? I know, I know. I know. Dylan, is it time to clean the front office? New general manager. <laughs> I just was very – I just don't know anymore. I don't know about life. But the thing is, though, is you should be like two and one, though. Yeah. Did you beat Smiley or did Smiley yeah. beat you? Yes. No. Wait. No, he beat me. Oh, God. Okay. But you should be two and one. Like, you yeah. – you, your team's played well. Is he back to playing you or is it like a reverse? It's me, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I will say this. Like, out of all three of my games – with y'all, I mean, I've only lost by less than five points each. That's true. That's you lost on Monday night, night. The, the, like every yeah, time. Yeah, two to me and Chase. <laughs> Literally the last drive for mine because it was DeAndre Hopkins. And let me tell you, the way Chicago was playing at first last night, mm-hmm. I could I could have won again last night. I, at one point, no, I yeah, because he had Chicago's defense, and like <laughs> if they would have done a couple pick sixes, like yeah. if one of those would have turned into a touchdown, you would have had it. I know I was getting so excited too, but then I'm just so tired of this freaking Monday night letdown. Like if I want to lose, just let me lose on Sunday. <laughs> Which I think all of Corey's are on Monday or on Sunday right now. So. Uh, do you have yeah. Do you have anybody playing on Monday? Who me? Yeah, I haven't looked. Where is this? So. The Steelers and the Steelers Bengals. I know I don't have any on either team. I don't think you do either, Dylan. Well, I have Joe Mixon. I put him in my lineup, so I do have one Monday night. Ooh. <laughs> He's going to come and beat your girl. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and start conditioning for the 5K. The 5K. 5K. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and start. It's probably the best. Oh, for all our listeners out there, the loser of our fantasy league has to run a 5K in a dinosaur costume. So Dylan's probably going to be getting ready for that. Well, Dylan, here's the thing. Even if you come in last place, like you still have a last place playoff. So in those last three weeks, you can still beat whoever's there, Smiley, and, you know, make him do it. Are we sure Smiley will do it? Because I think us three would actually do it, but I'm not sold that Smiley would actually do it. No. Okay. So basically one of us three has to lose. Well, I say if if he does, if I say if he loses in his last place, I give him the option of you can run or you can take the ACT, and us three would run the AC. I mean, would run the five. I'm not running a five k. No, I'll run. Like if somebody doesn't the dinosaur costume, I'm going to run it and like take videos and pictures of you. But yeah, I'm not just going to go out and run a five k for fun because you know it's not fun paying forty five dollars to run a five k. And get a T-shirt and a little goodie bag. They should do it like on for like the Spartan race or whatever. Five Ks are oh, dude, <laughs> you do not want to do a Spartan race or the Tough Mudder or whatever it's called. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, let's let's, let's keep going. Uh, Colts beat the Falcons, and I'm never placing any wager on the Falcons ever again for the rest of my life. Screw your team, Corey. I knew when Pat McAfee was the pregame announcer in Lucas Oil Stadium that I was screwed. Screw your team. Yeah, I mean, I said the same thing before the season even started. You know, it's um, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, you have defensive. 
depth issues, but you have a lot of confidence in your trainer, so you draft offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Neal, shout out towards ACL. He'll back soon, my fam. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long year. We're, we're pretty garbage. Probably going to go through a coaching change oh, next gr- year. You're great offensively. Oh, yeah. You finally got, uh, well, unless you, going. until you get Matt Ryan inside the 20. That's and true. then he just goes full. Yeah. He, I don't know he's what. He's throwing it to defenders at that Yeah. Point. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a fun year. Probably going to win like seven games. We're going to, we're going to win enough to get us out of a really good draft position because that's what we do. Yeah. And then we'll probably draft another offensive line, like from Rhode Island or something. So oh, I'm watching, I'm watching the draft with you again this year. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you because when the Buccaneers don't take a quarterback, I want you to see my reaction. And when y'all draft an offensive lineman, I want to see your reaction. It's going to be great. Probably going to draft Jerry Judy. We need another receiver. <laughs> that would be beautiful. The Chiefs and the Ravens go to the wire with the Chiefs coming out on top 33 to 28. I'm, you know, everybody's saying it. I'm going to say it too. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. His arm is insane. And he makes it look effortless too. Yeah. Yeah. And just the reads that he makes, the way he gets out of trouble and then still launches them is sick. Did Kingsbury not? Do a great job of using him in college, or did he? And we just didn't see it because he was at Texas Tech, or is it like the weapons around him? I don't know. Because to, to me, like what he was in college, like people were doubting him as a 13th overall pick. I was doubting him as a 13th overall pick. Oh, too. Yeah. And now it's like, how is he not the number one pick? Yeah. I don't really know. It might have been the weapons, but before him, you really hadn't heard of Tyreek Hill. Like you'd heard yeah. of him, but he wasn't like the standout wide receiver. Same for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, definitely. Same for Kareem Hunt. Travis Kelsey was really the only bright spot of that offense. And which I think the year before Patrick was drafted was the year that they went so long without a passing touchdown, which just shows you where the receiving was and how big of a difference that Mahomes has made in his tenure there. I mean, I think a lot of it is the fact of he was at Texas Tech. I mean, you have all these other you know, Big 12 schools that overshadow you, I mean, you're obviously not going to get the respect and notoriety of who you are just because of that up front. I mean, I remember him just for the – I think I only remember him from his senior – was he a senior or did he go early? I can't remember. I know – I think he went early. I think he did. Um, I know they played LSU in a bowl game. Yeah. Because I think I remember – them talking about, I mean, I think I just remember his last name. And didn't his dad play in the NFL too? Yeah, no, they, baseball player. Yeah, or yeah. yeah so I remember that. I only remember that because of the stories that they did on him during his last season. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't really remember him at all. One move I wish the Chiefs would do selfishly, and they don't need to do it, but like offer Miami a fourth round pick for Kenyon Drake, third round pick. I think he fits that offense pretty well. I think he does. But they don't need him. I mean, they got enough weapons. You know who would really like draft picks? And who has a running back that would fit insanely into that offense? Oakland Raiders. What if they brought Josh Jacobs into that offense? That would be nice. That would be sick. That would be sick. All right. The uh, Rams beat the Browns 20-13, to and Freddie Kitchens made about 14 bad calls in the fourth quarter alone including a draw play, which went for absolutely nothing on fourth and nine. Yeah, a lot, a lot of questionable calls for the Browns in that game, especially on that one. 
What are your thoughts on the Browns the rest of the year looking forward? I think it's hilarious. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and I think it's the funniest thing. So, you may have seen this. I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. I thought it was hilarious. It was um, – here it is right here. All right. Who does this more accurately describe? Mm-hmm. Expected to upend traditional power structure. Extremely hyped entering 2019. Too many bad decisions to count. Poorly protected. Star-laden supporting cast is secretly awful. Season is doomed after three weeks. Short. Am I describing Jon Snow or Baker Mayfield? I mean, wow. You could also be describing Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good. I don't know. Is it? Do you, I mean, do you think, though, it's because there's a year of tape on the Browns now? There's a year of tape on Baker Mayfield. Last year, oh, they've got Baker Mayfield. This is cute. But now it's like they're expected to win. Here's the thing is if you watch their wide receivers, especially in the fourth quarter when they were trying to air it out so much, their wide receivers are all right near each other, which is not what you need in an air raid type offense, which is what they're basically running at the end. You want separation. You want guys who OBJ's already getting double teamed and because you have other wide receivers so close to him he's now getting triple teamed so you can't get the ball into the biggest playmaker hand playmaker's hands that you have and then Jarvis Landry is now getting double teamed because you've got a guy constantly close to him too so uh, I don't know why you couldn't have hired a more proven head coach and then just paid Kitchens a little bit more VOC yeah because I, would he have said no to that where else was he going to go Nobody else no, is going to give him a head coaching a job. Coaching job anywhere. The Browns suck. Thank you. <laughs> Real quick. Uh huh. We forgot one college game that is very important. What's that? The fact that UCF lost. Oh, that's true. What I know that you take extreme delight in this, Dylan. So you go right ahead and you uh, just break down the whole game. And I, mean, I didn't watch it, but. Oh, I know what that sound is. Hold on. Nobody's letting off gas. I didn't put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Wait a minute. Uh, that was great, though. Uh, hopefully somebody makes it past that point in the episode, because I'm still not taking it out. But I think, I mean, it was, I tweeted it this weekend. I said that, I mean, America, I think, was rejoicing because the two teams that everyone just does not like and wish they would just go home lost this weekend. That's true. That is very true. UCF and Notre Dame. You like how I knew exactly who you were talking about? That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's move on now to our listener questions. Uh, Corey, why don't you pull up the Twitter feed and read off some of our listener questions? All right, let's get it up. I'm excited. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. All right, this is from at King Tut 87 Hey, guys. Love the pod, but why do y'all have the recording consistency of Matt Ryan in the red zone? Well, Mr. King Tut, it's because we're adults and we have jobs and we have other yes. obligations. If uh, you would support this podcast, send us money, tell your friends about it, and have them listen to us. We could afford to do this alone and only yeah. do this, and we... 
if this was our only job, I would record daily. Yeah. Or if you just want to like pester Bill Simmons until he offers us a job. That's true. If you could, well, I don't know. Do we want Bill or do we, I mean, I kind of want Bill because he seems to have a better structure, but Barstool looks fun to work for. Yeah, Barstool would be the more fun place. And plus, I could meet Ellie and finally ask her out. But which one's still around in five years? Hashtag, every, all of our listeners start a Twitter thing. Ellie, go on a date with Chase. Hashtag, Ellie, Chasing Elliot. Chasing Ellie. Chasing Ellie. Chasing Ellie. Chasing Ellie. Chasing Ellie. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Let's go. go. <laughs> all right. All right. But, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate Ellie, the Matt Ryan Ellie Schnitt, if you're listening, go on a date with me. What's up, Shawty? I appreciate the Matt Ryan reference. Um, <laughs> son of a gun, it's going to be a long year. Uh, all right, next up, at Tommy Smokes 87. They're all 87. Okay, good morning. Hey, <laughs> It's, it's weird. Uh, hey, guys, outside of the Rose Bowl, what's your worst gambling defeat? Oh, man. That's tough, because the Rose Bowl is the only, Dude, that's the the only one that like, really stuck with me. Oh, I know mine. Mine is the first one I ever did that was Texas A&M and Mississippi State, that's because true. I was like, man, this is a steal. Mississippi yeah. State's been garbage that for three weeks. That was first ever bet your mortgage slot, yeah, yeah. and it failed. That was mine. <laughs> we I put, went heavy. We put some people into foreclosure <laughs> on but, but it was ever... <laughs> That was a gimme. That was yeah, a was. gimme for me, and I, that's that's mine. That's that's uh, my worst. Oh gosh, mine was Saints and not Saints Rams. It, who did the Saints play before they played the Rams in the the divisional round? Because whoever Eagles. Yes, I picked the Eagles to beat the Saints and put a pretty hefty chunk down on it. No, 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 no. No, I put the Saints to cover, and they didn't cover. That's what it was. Yeah, and they almost did at the end because yeah, yeah. Kamar broke loose. That's right. It was like right there. And that was, that's was that been my second worst after the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that was pretty bad because there was a second they would look like if Kamar kept his footing, he was going to take it to the house yeah. and cover on the last play of the game. I would have lost my mind. All right. And then the third and final one from Movie Attic 23. Okay. When is Dylan going to watch D3? Man, uh, movie uh, we, we've been trying for a year. Great question. Division three, uh, if you haven't seen it, is a great football film. I mean, it's up there with Rudy. The way they were able to rebuild that program, yeah, um, it's really inspirational. It's truly an inspirational movie. It has something for everybody in it, and I honestly can't believe Dylan hasn't seen it yet. Dylan. I know, I know. I just didn't like to see it. But I will say, I, I, I will watch it soon. Dylan, Dylan, what kills me is you say you're going to watch it, and then you send us a Snapchat, and you're like, man, Jurassic World's on. <laughs> no, he'll send us a snap of doing absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Jurassic World isn't on nothing. And we'll be like, dude, you should watch D3. And he's like, I just don't have time, guys. I gotta In about two hours, I've got to be... At my parents' house, so <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, just watch the freaking movie, Dylan. You'd understand so many of the references that we do. Oh, Helen Yellow. Oh, Helen Yellow. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for those listener questions. Be sure to uh, keep sending those in on Twitter every week. We really enjoy those. We're... I don't know if we'll do them every week. Might be every other week. Yeah. And uh, 
But yeah, keep sending those in. Those are awesome. Let's move on now to our college preview uh, with our bets of the week. Let's start uh, in the Pac-12, USC versus Washington. Washington enters as a 10-point favorite with a number sitting at 59. Neither of these teams have a great defense. Washington's is slightly above average uh, nationally, and USC's is right at the median. I look for the over 59 to hit because both of the offenses are pretty decent with lackluster defenses. And I also like Washington to cover the 10 and knock USC back down to where they belong. Yeah, I'll agree with both of those. I was iffy on the Washington U. If it was in LA, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it. But now there's some film on the third string quarterback. Washington, I swear, if he covers again, <laughs> Washington is like you said, they're not great, but they're a solid team. So I, I do think they'll cover. It'll be barely though. Yeah, I agree. All right, so next, Ole Miss versus Alabama. Alabama is a 37.5-point favorite, and the total number is 61.5. The Ole Miss defense is absolutely garbage. They have nothing for Alabama, and they have a run-first offense, and they don't really trust their quarterback, which means when they get down big, they'll start throwing the ball and get out of what they truly want to do. Bama covers, but I think the underheads here. I'm going to say Bama covers and it hits the over. They're pro- Do they know who they're going to run at quarterback? Because at the end of the game, they went with that freshman. I think they're running the freshman. They're going to run the freshman, so there's not a lot of tape on him, but I don't know that that'll matter. Um, I think Alabama's fixing to get into the thick of conference play. I believe next week is a bye, and then they play A&M. Right. Uh, Deontay Brown will be – well, that's actually interesting because with Deontay Brown coming back, do they try to run the ball a little bit more? To work some kinks out with offensive line in terms of the under. Possibly. But then again, sometimes you watch them play and it's like, man, we have the best quarterback receiver combo in the nation. Like, wow, wow, run. So I, I think with him coming back, they might keep the first string line in there and let him get a couple reps yeah. behind them. What's the, what's the points again? The points total? 50, oh, oh, 61. Man. 61 and a half. Oh. I think it's like 53, 52 to 10. I think 10, 13. I think Alabama gives up in garbage time a deep pass or something. So I think, I think both hit. Yeah. I was, I was thinking somewhere around 56 to 10, maybe, or not 56, 40, like 47, 10. Yeah. Somewhere around in there. 47, 48. Right at the number, but just on, under on the under though. I agree with Corey. Kansas State versus Oklahoma State. The mullet is a five-point favorite with the un- over-under set at 60. Wow. I think parlay the cover by Oklahoma State and the over here. Oklahoma State might hang 60 on them by themselves. Yeah, they didn't play bad against Texas last weekend. No, I mean, they, they, yeah. they Chuba Hubbard, or however, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like him. I think both hit as well. Maybe maybe try to make a statement in that game if you're Oklahoma State because Kansas State is a top 25 team. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of get you back in, in the flow in terms of like getting back in the top 25, I, I do like both. Because Kansas State can score too. Oh, yeah. I've been impressed by them. Yeah. And that's why they brought in the, uh, like I said in our preseason thing, they brought in the guy from Princeton who was averaging like 50-something yeah. points a game. So fits that conference for sure. Mullet power. 
Uh, NC State. I wish he'd go out to like um, Billy Ray Cyrus style, though. Did y'all hear uh, the rumor that the AD or the former, now deceased AD of Oklahoma State might have left him like a gift money to get a haircut? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, awesome. man. And he got pissed off when somebody asked him about it, too. Did he really? Yeah. Like in the Big 12 uh, teleconference, like a reporter asked him about it, and he like went off on that reporter. It was awesome. NC State versus Florida State. The Knowles are a six-point favorite with the over-under set at 60. The ACC, besides Clemson, is so unpredictable to me this year. Florida State really hasn't put together a complete offensive game. They've had nothing on defense this year. So if I took a bet, I'd say the over and NC State beats the spread. I'm really tempted to say NC State just went straight up, though. I'm taking NC State money line. Road Dogs money line. They're the better team. Florida State will find a way. Isn't that their hashtag? No, it's do something. Just do something. Yeah, they would do something to lose this game. Uh, I like NC State. I lean, I'm going to go on a limb and lean under. I don't know why, but I am on the points. I'm going to go with Florida State just for Chase. No, I don't do it for me, man. Under. We're tanking for Tua. Is that how this works? Derek King. Oh, yeah. God. If we get him, I'll quit. Yeah, I basically, I've basically quit on them anyway. I haven't gone to a game in like three years. Washington State versus Utah. Per- perhaps the only route to the playoff for the Pac-12 is with one of these teams winning out, and it still takes a lot from there. Some other teams are really going to have to lose. Utah is a five-point favorite at home with the points at 56.5. Holy crap, please bet the over. Yeah. yeah. I think Wazoo wins this one straight up, too. But the safe point is safe one is definitely on the over here. I agree on the uh, agree on the over. I like Utah in this game. Utah's a sneaky tough place to play. Yeah, looking to rebound after last week. So well, both of them are really well. Yeah, really, both of them are points will be scored. I like Utah at home. Yeah, the Mormons they they do something at home. So yeah, Mormons. Which home? Utah. Mississippi State versus Auburn. This is a really sneaky game to bet on. I don't, I'm sure the bookmakers and all that know, but there's a few guys missing from Mississippi State, some playmakers missing thanks to the tutoring scandal going on there. Auburn's a 10.5 point favorite with the point set at 46.5. I'm going to go Auburn covers that and over on the points. Yeah, I've not been overly impressed with Mississippi State so far. The, the teams they've won against haven't really been that great. They, the, you know, the loss was to Kansas State. So that's really the only team that I think is a good measuring stick for how good they are. I think I like Auburn. If it was like 13, I'd be – if 13 and a half would scare me. But I like 11. I take Auburn to cover. And I don't think points are 40. What? 46 and a half. Yeah, I'll go over. I think – I think – that's that's yeah, that's doable. I mean, would it surprise anyone if State just like rose up and won? Yes. Yeah. To me, it would. Yeah. Because always got to get deep surprise me. But to me, State's just always one of those teams. Like it's just a trap game, and that's true. That yeah. is true. But still, I, I, it would surprise the heck out of me if they pulled this one off. If Dan Mullen was at State, still, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I've not seen enough from Joe Moorhead yet to feel confident about their direction. No. 
Texas Tech versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 27-point favorite at home with the points at 72. My bet your mortgage lock of the week in college is the over 72 in this game. I think Oklahoma wins 66-27. to Yeah, I, I like the over. I think typical Big 12 game is going to be a lot of points scored. I don't know that Oklahoma covers, though. I think it'll be close, but I don't know that they'll cover the 27. I mean, it's just to the point where everyone just needs to give up and just let Oklahoma win this season. I mean, I don't think it's going to be close for any of them, honestly. Texas is going to – Texas, I don't know, because Texas defense is not that good. No, it's not. Golly. So. I mean, Texas would be your only one to really give them a run for their money, but Jay, with the way Jalen's been playing this season, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be lights out until the playoffs for them. Virginia versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 12.5-point favorite with a number at 48.5. I think Virginia was looking ahead last week and almost got caught by Old Dominion mm-hmm. but escaped. I think 12.5 with them coming off a game like that where they were clearly looking ahead and Notre Dame coming off a game against Georgia, 12.5 is too many points. I take Virginia and the over at 48.5. Yeah, I like I like Virginia to cover. I think Notre Dame's obviously going to be beat up. I don't know how you get up for a game like Georgia, play like they did, and then come back with that same intensity the next week. That's going to be tough, even though Virginia's a pretty good team. I'll lean under. I'll go under just because I don't think either offense is just overly talented. So I'll go Virginia beats the spread, and I'll go under. Uh, starting – oh, go down. So okay. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, I agree with Chase on the facts of – I mean, for the first three quarters that I watched, Notre Dame did play a hard game. So I agree with the statement of them just being so beat up that it's just going to be a rough game for them. But I, I, I agree. I'll go with Virginia – and the um, under as well. All right, so next week we're going to start doing our top ten, and then in November we're going to move it down to top four in the playoff and then first two out. But this week, we're since it's still September, it'll technically still be September next week also unless we record on Thursday, which is what we're kind of looking at. But we'll see. Let's do the ATS Newsman. It's the ATS Newsman. With your host, Walter Sunchet, field correspondent, Mark Otter, and White House correspondent, Sammy Seasalot. It's the ATS Newsman. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Walter Sunchip, breaking down the latest in news. Tonight, we have breaking news that the Democrats are trying to impeach President Trump. I throw it down to our field correspondent, Mark Otter, for the latest on this developing story. Take it away, Tim. Thanks, Tom. I'm standing here at the White House where the Washington Redskins mascot isn't the only controversy here in D.C. with our White House correspondent, Sammy Seasalot. Sammy, can you give us some more detail on what this impeachment is even about? Well, well thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be here. Um, I just got out of um, the Oval Office with the president because we are trying to figure out just what exactly the Crypt Keeper is trying to say with her impeachment. 
Um, we think a lot of it is the fact of she is just, you know, a bag of bones and is really just jealous of the president's hair, honestly. We think she is just trying to monopolize the situation and just find any excuse to get rid of him. He has done so much good for this country. Uh, we just can't understand what is going on. Um, that's the only insight that I can give you right now until we can just figure out what her what her problem is. Some people are wondering if there's a connection between the impeachment announcement and cheese it Pizza Hut crossover. <laughs> can you can you confirm or deny these allegations? Cannot speak on that at the moment. Um, like I said, you know, the president, he, we just don't know. We just don't know. Sammy sees a lot. We thank you. And Tom, I kick it back to you where hopefully we'll have more answers soon. Thank you so much, Bill. Well, you can't help but think it's ironic that the Democrats care so much about the well-being of our citizens, but they're willing to throw a poor, innocent old man out on the streets out of his house. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the ATS News Minute. Join us next week where we discuss CTE and football. Is it all truly just a myth? Thank you so much. that new pizza he already has I know I have not I, I just I can't bring myself to it right now I heard I, I, I've actually heard it's pretty trash so I saw a review on it yeah I mean I like Cheez-Its but not enough to like want to put it on pizza yeah alright so let's move on now to our NFL picks of the week let's start with it Thursday night game, the Eagles versus the Packers. Packers are a five-point favorite, and the number is 45-and-a-half. The Packers look like a complete team this year, and with the Eagles banged up, I take the Packers to cover, and I take the under here. Yes, I like both. Packers' defense has been pretty good so far. Um, If the Falcons can beat the Eagles, so can the Packers. Packers cover. Unlike his family, I am going with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. The uh, Browns versus the Ravens. Ravens are a seven-point favorite against the Browns with a number at forty-six. The Browns just can't figure it out this year, and I don't think they turn it around this game traveling to Baltimore. I know that's not a long way to travel, but it's still a road game. I think the Ravens cover, and that forty-six is just too low. I think the over hits as well. I like Ravens in the over. Same. Vikings versus Bears. The Bears are a two-point favorite with a number at 38 and a half. 
I still don't trust Trubisky, but I even more don't trust a run-heavy offense like the Vikings have against this Bears defense. The under is really the safe play here, but I like the Bears to cover the two also. I like the under a lot. So you said Bears, they're two-point favorite. So the over's going to hit now. But the over, guys. Fade. Um, I don't think Mitch Trubisky strikes twice. I don't think he plays well back-to-back weeks. I like the Vikings, but I like the under. I agree with Corey. Cowboys versus the Saints. Somehow, the Cowboys are only two-and-a-half-point favorites here with a number at 47. R.I.P. to my future on the Saints, and also R.I.P. to Dr. Seuss, who died 28 years ago today. In his honor, I will now read a story. The Cowboys and Saints all gathered to play. Sounds like a Western, a young lad might say. But this is no movie. It's only a sport. But not the type that is played on a court. The surface is grass all true and green. The fans in the stands try not to make a scene. While the Saints lose by way more than two, bet your mortgage on this, and rich you will be too. Bet your mortgage lock of the week in the NFL is the Cowboys to cover the two versus the Saints. I like the Cowboys at home. I think they cover. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater played well on the road last week. Kind of like Trubisky, you don't know that it happens twice. Yeah. I mean, I think we know that I, I, I will always go with my Cowboys. R.I.P. Dr. Seuss. Bengals versus Steelers, Monday night game. Steelers enter as a four-point favorite with a number at 43.5. I like the Bengals straight up and the under. Mason Rudolph is trash. Uh, Loser on Monday night football, America. Uh, (laughs) But I agree. I like the Bengals. Mason Rudolph looked horrible. I didn't see anything from him that gave me hope moving forward. Honestly, they should get... In the tanking, right? Yeah. For I don't two of Jake Fromm, Herbert, no oh, one of them. I don't get Jake Fromm. I hope the Bucks land Jake Fromm. If we don't draft a quarterback this year, y'all are going to see me lose my mind. Jacobies, I'd be fine with anybody, <laughs> Any, anybody. Let's trade for Jarrett Stidham. He'll throw us a pick six. Well, I am not going to say anything on Monday night because obviously I have no idea what I'm doing on Monday night <laughs> since I've lost my fantasy. Three weeks in a row on Monday night, so, you know, um, I'll just leave this up to you. Okay. Um, you guys have anything else? I don't think so. Not not a huge week in college football. Yeah. Um, game days like at what? Nebraska? Yeah. Ohio State, Nebraska, yeah. Yeah, it's Nebraska's like garbage. 17-point spread now. So. so, do y'all think, overall, do you feel like this college football season has just been... Mm. Underwhelming? Yes. Well, yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, like, what's the the best three games so far this season? Notre Dame, Georgia's one of them. Well, we missed it. UCLA, Washington State now. Texas, LSU. Yeah. Yeah, those two. And then, I guess, Washington, UCLA. Yeah. Or would you even say Auburn, Oregon? Uh, Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the fact of how it was won, I mean. That I've watched, it would be those three, yeah. Yeah. Kind of trash. Yeah, not great. Great if you've been betting on it because all of them have been close to the spread, really. So Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for joining us for this episode of Against the Spread. Join us next week. Uh, like I said, we're probably going to be recording on Thursday next week, and for the next 
three weeks probably um so yeah episode will come out on friday you'll have friday to lock all these bad bets in and fade us if you want to fade Corey especially especially when he, when he says an under will hit make sure you take I, that I also, I also said fade yeah but you said to fade yourself so i was like man i should probably not fade him now so yeah just fade Corey. That's that's really yep. the secret too. Hashtag, hashtag fade Corey. <laughs> hashtag bet your mortgage on fading Corey. So uh, yeah, uh, find us on Anchor now. We've moved from Spreaker to Anchor. I don't know if I should really mention Spreaker, but I just did twice. So screw it. Find us on Anchor. Bleep it out. Oh, bleep it out. Oh yeah. We don't say that word on I'm, this podcast. Yeah. We don't say the S I'm gonna, word. I'm gonna bleep it out. Make it sound worse. Uh, find us on Twitter. We're going to be using, I'm going to attempt, unless I go to the West, that's all I'm going to say about where I'll be going this weekend, I'll be using the Twitter account more, and hopefully the guys will help with that also. And yeah, find us on Facebook also, like us on, like us on Facebook, and I'm having a tough time getting through the end here, and also subscribe to us on iTunes and listen there. Have a great day. someday